Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events. Whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BLEAV, that is BLEAV, capital letters BLEAV, to receive your rewards, bet online where the game starts. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunzinger at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network, and I'm excited to talk about some Thunder basketball today. And I'm not doing it by myself. I've got some lovely gentlemen with me today. So first of all, we've got the, I mean, I say it for everybody. I got to say it for, for this guy, too. So the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Matty Double Dribbles, as he has labeled himself, <laughs> Tyranny. What I up, Tyranny? did that. Uh, not too much. Um, the NBA is kind of a mess right now. Um, whole net coaching scandal. I've been trying to keep up with it. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it seems like uh, Udoka is just like going to not be suspended anymore, which is kind of weird and uncomfortable, but whatever. Um, but aside from that, now I'm much happier because um, yet again, the Thunder just decided to win the game for some reason um, and come back and out of a fourth quarter deficit. And so we're sitting here with a four-point, four-game winning streak. I couldn't be more excited. I'm I'm just happy to talk about it with you guys. There you go. And with the name on Maddie Double Dribbles, when we do do the media three-on-three tournament, uh, you're probably going to be sitting on the bench, too, and you just got to yeah. – but, but anyways. Yeah, up to the name, you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we, we've got a couple other people here. So uh, speaking of that three and three tournament that we've got the guy that's going to carry us, the bucket, the three cone. What up, Connor? I thought you were going to Alex there with all that, um, <laughs> but I'm doing good. Uh, you know, this win streak's been incredible. It's so nice to just kind of see some winning basketball. Uh, mm. This team is playing incredibly well, even without Chet Holmgren. Lockdown defense, continuous comebacks, the huge one against the Mavericks. And then tonight we were down 15 in the third quarter, and it almost looked like all hope was lost. And then they completely flipped the switch. Uh, we're going to talk about Shea a lot, but it's it's really fun, man. And people are starting to notice, Shea in particular, and kind of, I think, just this Thunder team as a whole. Yep, absolutely. And uh, before we get into all that, we've got uh, one more person to introduce. we got Alejandro. What up, Alex? What up, man? Just uh, excited to do this pod with you guys because all your lovely faces. So Yes, Let's sir. Go. We got a we got a quad pie, man. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, you know, this is our first podcast we've released in a week. Uh, sadly, I had COVID last week, and uh, you know, scheduling conflicts. 
uh, abound and didn't get a pot out. But hey, we're here now. We're excited. A lot of exciting things to talk about. And when you're talking about Thunder basketball, you're talking about what to be excited about. That you can't go much further than Shea Gildas Alexander, who has been playing out of his mind lately. And, you know, to, to start off the conversation, he has been rewarded. You know, people are starting to pay attention, as Cone mentioned. Uh, the NBA has named him the Western Conference Player of the Week this year. I mean, this year, this week, uh, alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo for every the week Eastern for the year. Conference. That's we're going to go with that. I mean, hey, if he keeps playing like this, it's going to yeah, be to take him it. off. There's only about eight weeks left. So, I mean, if he can go ahead and, you know, garner eight Player of the Week awards, that'd be great. That is fair. That is fair. It, it, it'd be great for uh, it'd be great for a standing for all the other agendas we're trying to push. And uh, I mean, you know, before the year, we was talking about MIP, we was talking about All Star, and now we we might have been setting our expectations too low with how Shea's playing. But uh, let's get into it. So um, I, I'm I'm going to go to Cone first because I mean, if there's two guys that love Shea Gildas Alexander on the planet, it's me and Connor. Uh, I almost said your last name there, so I, I stopped myself. Uh, Cone, <laughs> what what have you been most impressed with in Shea's just like scorched earth last six games? Man, you know, like it's hard to even say because it just feels like every second he does something where my jaw drops, I'm like, I don't know how he did that, whether it's the clutch shots he's knocking down, just like the buckets that he's making don't feel like they should be possible uh, the, the moves that he pulls off that one spin move he had at like half court against the magic yeah if he had finished that layup it would have been one of the greatest it probably would have been the peak of basketball in my opinion um but man it's just been incredible the thing i think i want to highlight though is his defense it yes. has been he has been locked down on that end and it's like not even just you know he, we're putting him on like a bad player or anything you know we have lou dort who's an incredible defender shay's holding his own against some incredible players so far uh I just saw a stat. I'm going to see if I can find it again um, about Shea's game, but he has been like racking up steals, blocks, getting passing lanes, legitimately flipping the momentum of this game with his defense tonight. Just we're so used to seeing him hit incredible shots, but the locked in mentality that he has on defense is the huge thing that's going to swing him from all NBA guy to like, you know, potentially like top 10 guy in the league when he hits his prime. Because if he's scoring like this and playing this level of defense, there's no reason why he can't be one of those top 10 guys. Yeah, and on the defense, uh, you know, I, I tweeted this out earlier tonight. So Shea had three steals tonight on alongside two blocks. And so that brings his averages for the year for two and a half steals per game and 1.3 blocks per game. Both are career highs by wide margins and like it passes the eye test like Shea is bothering opposing offenses with his length and he's become an off-ball menace uh, I mean there was at points tonight he absolutely put Franz Wagner in jail and I 100%. like percent like I I did not think that was a sentence that I would be able to say at the beginning of the season last year you know what have you like you know obviously Shea came into the league with the reputation of being a lockdown defender and as the burden of, you know, of the NBA offense, you know, fell on his shoulders that kind of fell by the wayside, having guys like Lou Dort pick up the slack that kind of fell by the wayside. Like it's, it's six games in, like it's a small sample size. Like let's, let's get to about 20 to see if he can keep this up. Um, but if he can keep up this level of play on defense, if two-way Shea is really here, like the league doesn't know what's gonna like the league doesn't know what it's got on its hands. So 
Um, Alex, let's go to you, man. What, uh, I mean, we kind of highlighted the defense. Is anything else specifically kind of stuck out to you for Shea? I mean, I just, I just want to go ahead and congratulate you, Dylan, because the, the laboratory comment that you say every <laughs> off season, it appears, to lab, bearing, baby. It, it appears to be bearing a shit ton of fruit, you know, here <laughs> lately. So, uh, I just want to congratulate you on that. You know, the, the, the in the lab comment is coming to fruition, and, and I love seeing it. Um, as far as Shea, man, like I think, you know, I, I think we're just seeing the ascension of somebody who, you know, you, you have different levels of basketball. You have different levels of skill in basketball. And I think Shea has reached that level where he knows he can score whenever he wants. You know, now he has to be able to score in a way that affects the game. You know, there are scores in this league, and then there are scores who can affect the game and affect how the game is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, he's, you know, he's kind of been ratcheting up every season as far as like, hey, I can score. I can, you know, I, I have these, I have this set of skills. You know, he's he's out here being uh, the, the hit man from, from that movie. He has a set of skills that, uh, that he can kill you with. Uh, taken, yeah. Uh, yeah, taken. Um, but, <clears throat> but now he knows that, he can score at will. Now he wants to know how he can affect the game and at what points he can affect the game because he's doing it in, in different spurts. Like he's doing it, you know, in, in the fourth quarter, he's doing it, you know, in a, in a third quarter deficit makeup, you know, where, where they're trying to get back. Um, and so that ascension, that, you know, that skill set is the one that's going to, I think, push him into becoming a top 10 player in this league. And I didn't think that he could get there. I honestly did not think he could, he could get there. Honestly, thought you know top twenty, top twenty-five player, and that we were trying to draft our top ten player. Um, but if he continues this, and this is consistent, this is something that you know he can do in high-pressure games um, consistently. We got our we got our one A. You know now we're just filling in in the in these spots around him. So completely excited about that. Yes, sir, man. He's been. Uh... His scoring has been super impressive, and uh, I, I'm not going to step on Tyranny's toes. I'll, I'll get into into my high point here in a second, but uh, yeah, like it's it, what's wild is he's getting these buckets without shooting threes. Like he's yeah. averaging like four threes a game. He's made like one and a half at this point. Actually, I think it's gone lower since he went over three tonight. Um, but like that's not really part of his game and he's not losing any bit of dominance, any bit of control that he's had on this game. So, uh, that that's really impressive. Like that's truly impressive. But, uh, uh, tyranny, what about you, man? What's, what stuck out for, uh, for Shea for you? Yeah, I, I mean, Alex and Cohn kind of said like pretty much all the different things I was going to say. So I, I won't take too much time. And also I realize my internet's kind of laggy. So I apologize if I'm cutting in and out. Um, but yeah, like as far as the defense, I, that was the thing I was going to mention, um, like his defense tonight against Wagner. I mean, a couple people on social media were talking about it already. It was phenomenal. Um, and the other thing I could just tell from watching was just it, it's a trickle down effect where you see like, everyone's just like more aggressive. Everyone's just like poking at the ball, like just like causing chaos, especially tonight when we watched I when I was watching into that it was just hard for the magic to like get settled in and I think that starts from Shea's like aggressiveness on defense um and so what's really exciting about that also is if you think about like you know obviously we have Dort 
who is sort of our uh, wing defender. We've got Shea, who's kind of all over the place. And then once Jack comes back and he is the premier post defender that we think he is, that is an incredible, promising defense uh, for this team moving forward. So that alone is just like really fun to think about. Um, but yeah, like, and also what I was going to say on offense, what you mentioned, Dylan, was like, he's not shooting great on three, but he doesn't have to because he's, he is so, uh, he he's un, seemingly unstoppable going to the rim. Um, mm-hmm. That said, I still think like looking forward, building around this team, um, you probably still need to get those, excuse me, those uh, shooters out there. Dort did a great job tonight. Poku had some moments as well um, shooting on the perimeter. So like it was great, but I don't like long-term, I still think we need that, uh, those extra pieces on the, on the sort of the three and D well, not necessarily the D guys, but the three guys um, mm-hmm. to really support Shay because um, maybe it does improve, but I, I, I feel like the development of his game is, is shifting away from that. And as, de- as defenses, take the thunder more seriously as they get better. They're going to, they're going to make Shea shoot the three. If, if he's so dominant inside and like do whatever they can to stop him from driving. And then if he's forced to take the three and nobody else can help him, then that's a problem. So looking just kind of ahead, I mean, we're, we're, we've been talking a lot of positives on Shea and I don't want to take away from that, but just sort of thinking ahead as well. Like that's, obviously like a big thing we need to to keep in mind if that's the way his offensive trajectory is going to go is is sort of surrounding him with more shooters because i just don't i don't feel like it's enough right now i haven't looked at the stats too much yet but um it doesn't feel like it's enough and so that's a big addition to our roster looking forward so i I just want to bring up a point um that i that i am noticing and hoping so the thunder have always been like us a step slow when it comes to um, the way things are run in the NBA. So, you know, we were a couple years slow on having like the, having like a big man and a big power forward. So Serge Ibaka, Kendrick Perkins, you know, by the time we got them established, the league had kind of moved on into small ball. Um, And so it took us a while to get to that point to get like a a small ball type core, which I don't think we ever did consistently or successfully enough to win a championship. Uh, But we started to kind of trend in that direction. We, you know, traded for, um, you know, traded Perkins and then brought in somebody who was more of a rim runner, somebody who was more of a, uh, of a threat in Steven Adams. Um, And then the game kind of completely changed into like a three, you know, three in space type game and the thunder for as much as they tried to never got to that point. I wonder if the pendulum is now swinging towards the mid range again, you know, so, you know, everything was built on the three point shot, you know, pace and space. And so defenses have adjusted. The entire NBA has adjusted at this point. I wonder if now the next evolution of the game is going to be having five players on the floor that can go ahead and create on their own um, as the Thunder are, are trying to do. And then also having the ability to, score from the mid-range not necessarily just depending on a three-point shot not necessarily depending on going to the paint but now defenses are focused in on those two areas what's open now so it's going to be the mid-range um and so I'm, I'm just wondering and hoping that the thunder are at the forefront of 
you know, maybe this new evolution that's happening in the game as far as going back to the mid-range because that's the spots that, that those are the spots that are open now because defenses are keyed into the paint and to the three-point shot. Yeah, and I mean, hey, if that's the case, like, I mean, we've, we've seen Shays the Killer, man. It doesn't matter, you know, like, Tyranny, what you're saying, like, in theory, like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, eventually they can just stop him from driving into the lane and force him to shoot threes. I don't know, man. The Magic had a lot of length, a lot of bodies on the floor tonight, and there was a few yeah, times they true. had five people going at Shea, and they, they still weren't stopping him. But, no, I, I, I 100%, like, I, I understand what you mean, and I agree with you. I mean, it's it's not been a secret. We need to get Shea more shooting. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I still, I'm still a believer in a shot. I still think that he, he'll be able to shoot it down the line. Like, I don't think it's like completely broken. It's slow. It's a little bit slow, but I don't think it's broken. Um, but I mean, like I said, man, at this point, you know, if, if you're getting buckets like this, like, you know, don't, don't go force, don't go force a three, like, you know, go get a bucket, like when we need a bucket and, and we, we've needed it. Um, my big takeaway for Shea, and you know, I just I kind of add this up while you guys was talking. So tonight he had 13 points in the fourth quarter, 13 of his 34 points. The game before he had 16 of his 38 in the final 11 minutes. That's the fourth quarter and overtime. He had six points in the fourth quarter of the Clippers game. So like in his last three games, he's scored um, I think uh, 34 or 35 points in th- in the fourth quarter and overtime. Like it's been no secret that Shea is like this awesome clutch performer but like it feels like this season it's an overdrive and with the exception of the game that you know Shea missed obviously in the Timberwolves game I think we only lost by like 10 points anyways but every other game the Thunder's been in has been a single digit game like the Thunder are playing in close basketball games and like not just Shea but the rest of this team is getting a lot of experience in clutch moments and you know trying to overcome that so you know if if Shea keeps getting this experience man like I mean he's I mean we've already seen what he could do in the clutch like you know if he can keep like getting these reps in the clutch like when these games like really matter matter like he's gonna be he's gonna be a problem like he's he's gonna be a crazy problem and the other thing I wanted to highlight is just his free throw shooting you know like the past I mean every year of his career he shot like right around 80 percent and again, it's early. The bum, the no. bum missed one today. Yeah, he missed one. I, I was upset. Yeah, about close it. your eyes when you when he's at the line. Oh my god, <laughs> they're they're gonna start hacking him. Shooting thirty four for thirty five on the year, like just they absolutely. they jinxed him. They literally started talking about it, and he missed one. Of like course the second they did. Oh, of man. course they did. It's I mean that, that I mean that's that that's what it is, man. Like that's and that's what they do in sports. They start talking about it. it's like the no hitter, man. You don't want to talk about it. Like just just let it happen. But um and speaking of the line, as we kind of close out this conversation, you know, we talked about how Shay, I think he's like the leader on NBA.com's uh MIP ladder right now. Um obviously like the all-star conversation is alive and well. Uh, I mean, there's people that are saying if he's continuing this type of play, like going into the all-star break, he'll be, forget all-star, he'll be all NBA consideration. But when he was shooting free throws tonight, at the end of the game, the Paycom Center was chanting MVP. MVP. <laughs> and it was amazing. And you know what? Like, it, it's it's a little funny, but the way he's playing right now, he, he's playing MVP caliber basketball. Uh, caliber basketball. Uh, last thing I got to say on Shea before we move on, 
Um, prior to tonight, there are, only, there are only four players in the league that are averaging 35 and 5, and that is Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, Shea Gilbert Alexander. That that is all I have to say on that. The best players in the league. Um, also, <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw a um, a couple things coming out from the from some Thunder media guys after the game. Shea said that the MVP chance felt like a, he was in a video game and that they were super cool. Mm. And then um, let me find the exact quote real quick. It was about uh, Paolo and Chet. Um, he was at, uh, he praised Paolo and then he said, "Oh, but Chet Holmgren is the number one overall pick, by the way." <laughs> after the game, so. <laughs> Shout out to Shay nice. for that one. I love it. And yeah, and hey, that's what's hey, important, man. Hey, as, oh, good. Hey, let, let's fantasize real quick. Okay. So let's say 28, six rebounds, 6.5 assists. Where do the where do the Thunder need to be in the standings for him to get serious, serious MVP consideration? <sighs> Oh, MVP? I mean, if he's uh, in, if we're in playoff conversation, like, I think we'd have I, I to think, be like a, yeah. like a six. Like, yeah, like top six. six. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You got to be out of play. In. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. And I mean, like, I mean, I, I doubt it 100%. I, I doubt it. But these numbers and these performances early on are very MVP like. And so. We this, this isn't against slack competition either. Yeah. Like no, the, it's not. the Magic was our worst opponent that we've played all year. Like you know, based mm-hmm. on how they're gonna finish, and I mean their length bothered us like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like their length was bothering Shea early on in the game, but I mean yeah, they're we found a way to win and Shea found a way to put up his buckets. But all right, enough about Shea. I can go on about Shea all night. One um, other, sorry, one other thing. Let me butt in. Uh, I, I okay, Tierney wants to talk about Shea more. Uh, Don't blame him. Is Bet Online at? Uh, do we still have the same sponsor that is for sports betting? Yeah, that we still one? got Bet Online. Yes. Okay, Bet Online. This, this show is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. <laughs> by the way, free free plug. It turns out you can actually watch uh, live NBA games on their like website, even if you don't have a subscription. I did that today. So, uh, other thing uh, I was going to mention: Shane Gilders Alexander plus three thirty for. Uh, most improved player he's moved up a little bit still not yeah, top yeah. 10 but uh after tonight they'll probably go up yeah y'all y'all, y'all need to bet on that while you still can like yeah. that good that's money right like there it could be a lock good um, all right but yeah like like i said there was some uh, other things that happened in this past week you know as we mentioned in the beginning we're on a four game win streak uh we're over 500 i think uh, i saw a tweet i think uh yosef thunder film room tweeted out that it's the first time we've been over 500 since january of the chris paul year so that is that is uh that's a, that's a stat right there but uh we're going to talk about some takeaways from you know the rest of the games from some of the other guys in a segment we like to call the single large item all right i always pause but i forget to put in the audio drop so uh, just an awkward pause there. Uh, let's go backwards this time. Let's start with tyranny. Tyranny, what oh, is your single dude. large item? I don't know. I don't know this segment. Why are you starting with me? It's just I, a takeaway, wanted... man. Just something that you wanted to talk about in one of the four games that is not Shay. Okay. Uh, well, my big takeaway for one of the four games, I wasn't sure what the format is because I was wondering if people were just going to come up with like one whatever anyway i, I can go if you thing, want me to no nope too late okay. I'm gone. 
my one thing I was going to talk about was uh, the Thunders. Um, what do I want to say here? The Thunders' uh, inability to realize that there is not enough time, yet they don't care, whatever the word is for that. Uh, because uh, as we alluded to a couple minutes ago, maybe, uh, the Mavericks game was one of the most insane finishes I have recalled in a long time. They were down by 16 points with four minutes to go. And I looked up the specific play-by-play after the game to really just to fully detail like how crazy this ending was and for how many things to go right for the Thunder. So real quick, I'm going to snap through these because it's it's a lot but like it's mm-hmm. crazy. So at 357, the Thunder were down 97 to 81. 16 point deficit. Basley hits one of two free throws, misses, misses one, so that's already bad. Mavericks miss, under get the rebound. Uh Doncic fouls, Isaiah Joe makes two two free throws, so they're now down 13, another miss by the Mavericks. Basley makes a two point jumper. Mavericks miss again. Say, say Gildress Alexander makes a two-point jumper. Mavericks miss again. Lou Dort makes a two-point jumper. Mavericks make one of two free throws. Thunders did another two-point convert, two-point shot. They're now down six with 156 left. They've made like five in a row at, 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 besides the free throw at this point. Yeah. It's, and we're not even done. Doncic uh, misses again. We miss. We get an offensive rebound. We get two points, four-point lead. Doncic again makes one of two, which, by the way, those two Doncic one of two free throws kind of ended up being a big deal at the end. He missed two out of four, so kind of want to yeah. highlight that. Um, uh, the They get an offensive rebound on the second miss. Uh, Mavericks miss again. Say Gilgis Alexander makes another two-pointer. Mavericks miss again. Isaiah Joe hits a three. Tie ball game. They go to overtime. They win crazy sequence of events like if you just look at how many times thunder hit a bucket mavericks miss thunder hit a bucket mavericks miss that the the odds of that are just crazy and Mm. i don't think i've ever there was one i think it was like the bulls i want to say or maybe it was the grizzlies last year where it was something like that where they were down an insane amount with not enough time and they did the same thing but it definitely felt like that was the biggest comeback that i can remember in recent memory, just given the amount of time. So that's, that's my big takeaway. I just wanted to like highlight that, that period of time. Cause I thought it was awesome. Oh yeah, man. It, it was wild. I mean, obviously Shay was huge in that time. Um, but Isaiah Joe, you know, just the yeah. ultimate heat check, like hasn't played a single minute for the Thunder at that point checks in just randomly four minutes left in the game and changes the game. Doesn't miss a shot. He is. I've, he is he is the number one clutch player on NBA.com solely for those four minutes mm-hmm. that he played. Like that's yep. that's you can look it up right now. He's statistically the number one clutch player in terms of plus minus. Yep. I think he was a three of three, two of two from three point line and three of three from the stripe. And yeah, man, exactly. he was he was awesome. Yeah. So shout out so shout out Isaiah Joe on that. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do my single large item, and I just want to talk about Lou Dort. Because, you know, the guy's been struggling shooting this year. 
Um, even the games that, you know, it looks like he kind of starts to have it going. Um, it turns out that he's he's still struggling trying to figure it out. Uh, I will say he's he's had some really impressive drives here in the past couple games, like really attacking different angles um, that we just haven't seen Lou Dort do. Like a lot of the times in the past couple years, like Lou Dort's just kind of been like a straight line driver, but he's been really methodical in how he gets to the rim and even, you know, with how he's finishing around the rim. So that's been impressive. But his defense, man, like his defense just – continues to astound me like um you know tonight he was guarding Paolo for a lot of the game one-on-one and I know Paolo ended up having you know like what like 15 16 points something like that but he didn't get those points on Lou Dort <laughs> he got those points on Aaron Wiggins uh Jalen Williams uh Darius Baisley like when Lou Dort was guarding Paolo Bancaro Paolo Bancaro looked uncomfortable like Lou Dort was making it his life difficult, and then you flat, you know re, uh, rewind to the game to the Dallas Mavericks game. Luka Doncic, like Luka Doncic, is one of the best players in the world, one of the best scorers in the world. He's gonna get his no matter who is guarding him. But after the game, he was asked about Lou Dort's defense, and he categorized him as one of the top three defenders in the league. Now, guys, we're all Thunder fans here. Some of us are more homer than others. Uh, I think objectively. Like, if we're just, like, talking about defenders in the NBA, I don't think we would have Lou Dort in the top three. But the fact that Luka Doncic, who, again, one of the top scorers in the league, he's going to get his no matter who's in front of him. He's had these guys in front of him. He's had these guys chasing him all game long. So for Luka to come out, you know, out of his way to credit Lou Dort with being one of those top three guys is just a testament to how much of a dog this man is because they asked him, the, they asked Lou Dort after the game, like, how many screens do you think you chased through in this game? And he's just like, man, like, I, I don't even know because, like, that's that's all they was doing, man. It's just screen after screen, trying to free up Luka Doncic, trying to give, you know, any kind of freedom from Lou Dort's, uh, from the Dortcher chamber. And even at the end, whenever Luka had a shot, like, you know, he, he kind of got a clean look, but Lou Dort was still there to contest, like just making life difficult for him, making him work for every point that he got. Um, you know, you know, we talked about Shea and how important he is offensively. We talked about his improvement defensively, but Lou Dort's been doing this and Lou Dort continues to do this. And, you know, we talk about the identity that this team has defensively, specifically at the beginning of the year. And, you know, yeah, Shea's been awesome, and some of the other guys have stepped up, but that identity starts and ends with Lou against Dort. And, you know, I'm excited to see what else he's got. Anybody else got anything to add about Dort? Uh, he's the man. It's been so fun to watch him play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. The offense, you know, it's hit or miss ever it's with him, but the defense is always going to be there. He's always going to be clamping up. He had a big three. That was the dagger tonight. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like you said, hounding Luca. Um, Damian Lillard also said, I believe it was this past off season, maybe early on, or maybe it was last off season. Oh yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. Dame in an interview also said that Lou Dort, he was asking him the top five, like defenders. He mentioned Mm. Lou Dort. That was the first name I believe that he said was Lou Dort. And so now you've got two of the top scoring guards in the NBA in recent history and Luca and Damian Lillard, both saying that Lou Dort's one of those guys. Like you said, I don't think I'd put him top three right now, but the fact that guys are noticing him like that, and I'm sure Harden would have something to say about Lou Dort too, just he better. speaks. 
it speaks to how good he is. And then also I wanted to real quick add a stat to what um, Tierney was saying. Um, we were talking, or he mentioned like not many comeback, not remembering many comebacks of that caliber. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a stat from Tim McMahon where he said that NBA teams were 9,975 and oh, one yeah, I saw when leading by 16 or more in the final four minutes yeah. of the fourth quarter in the last 25 years. And now it's 9,975 9, and two after the Mavericks losing to the Thunder. So if you want to know how absolutely impossible that comeback was, that's that because it's almost happened 10,000 times in the past 25 years and the Thunder were only team number two to do it. Uh, the other one, I think it was the Timberwolves losing to the Kings in 2020, I believe. So, Oh man. All right. Well, yeah. 10,000 games for it to happen again. That's yep. an awesome stat. No, it's going to happen again because, you know, we're the Thunder. We, we, we tried to do it tonight. You know, we just, we, we, uh, we didn't wait long enough. We didn't wait. We didn't wait long enough for it to count. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Cone, yeah, what's your single large item, brother? <sighs> um, I guess it would kind of just be the like how much different guys have stepped up. Honestly, it's the defense as a whole is kind of what I want to cover. We were mm-hmm. great last year defensively relative to what we have. And this year right now, I'm going to actually see if I can find on NBA.com real quick where we're at after this game. But heading into tonight, we were the sixth best defense in the NBA. Like we've played the Timberwolves twice, who are really good. We faced the Clippers twice. Uh, who have been struggling offensively. They'll be better later on. Um, you know, we faced the Dallas Mavericks with Luka Doncic. It's been incredible what we've done. And we're doing all of this without, and like today we didn't start a single guy taller than six nine, six eight, depending on what JRE is with shoes. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have anyone against a Magic team that started like four guys that were 6'10 or taller. We're doing this without having a rim protector and a guy in Chet Holmgren who is supposed to be like a generational level defensive prospect. He's supposed to be a defensive player of the year guy for years to come. The fact that we're doing all of this without him, it just it speaks not only to like the play of the guys and this, you know, the way that they're buying into this because it's clear how much hustle they give. But also Mark Dagnall deserves a ton of credit for the way that he schemed this team, the way that he's tried out so many like weird and different lineups that I see someone on the court. I'm like, this is interesting. I'm curious to see how it works. And it feels like almost all, you know, there's a few here and there that don't do great, but it almost always feels like each lineup has its own unique identity that they figure out very quickly. It's been super fun to watch how he's experimented and figured things out defensively. You know, we talked about Shea and Dort. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl has held his own, doing a pretty solid job. Poku has been, he was great defensively tonight. I don't think I've ever seen him be that physical before in a game and you have to be when we have that many you know tall guys out there against us on the magic he's one of our few guys that's like a legit seven foot tall guy but he's got a thin frame and he was still banging down low he was blocking shots doing everything we needed him to do he's been solid trey man has looked really solid on that end giddy's gotten his hand poked away a couple of balls when he's played it's just been so fun to watch you wouldn't think a team with no guy that's like a legit center in the typical sense of the word and they're all young. Like the, most guys on the team are like 23, 24, 22, 21, or even younger. You wouldn't expect this to be a good defensive team. And every single night they give it their all. And not just that, but they dominate on that end. A lot of nights, they look incredible and win or lose. They're going to clamp up some of the opposing team's best players, which has been super fun to watch. Unless you're Wendell Carter Jr. Then you are the greatest player to ever play because he did not miss tonight. I swear. 
Um, but all around, man, it's just been so fun to watch this team play defense. Um, and then, you know, we're going to have Chet back next year and we're already one of the best defenses in the league. I keep thinking about him playing. It's so heartbreaking that he isn't. If he is, we were in so many of these games. We could very well be like five and or we were four and three. And we could very well be like five and two right now, or maybe even better if Chet had played in all of these games. Yeah, man, it's it, also it, it just real quick to, to to add to what Cohen was saying. I looked it up while he was talking. We're now number five because we, we moved up. Top five. Or a top five defense. I'll take it. Top oh, five I defense, baby. Without our best defender. <laughs> Incredible. Just crazy, man. Uh, yeah, it's bittersweet, man, because, you know, we're, uh, like you said, you know, the defense is doing great. Um, obviously, Shea's playing the way he's playing. And something that could help both of those facets is Chet Holmgren. You know, Tierney, you want more shooting around Shea? How about a seven-footer that can step out and, you know, space the floor and knock down a three-pointer? Like, that that's that's something that this offense is missing defensively like you know like cone said we didn't start anybody over six foot nine um jre and like poku like they're both like good in their own right but like they aren't deterrents at the rim like a chet holmgren is on defense so yeah like it it's awesome to like talk about all this and it honestly is exciting to think of, you know, what's going to happen whenever we throw Chet. Not only just Chet, but whoever we get in the first round of the NBA draft this year. Like, you know, I've, I've said a million times, this is a super deep draft class. We're going to get a lottery pick, whether it's ours or maybe maybe it's the Clippers at this point. Um, we're going to get a lottery pick. And, you know, it's, it's going to make this team even better. So I'm very excited. All right, Alex. Um, you've gone in and out a little bit there. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Every time I'm about to go to you, it cuts out. So what's your single large item, brother? Um, so just one quick thing before I get started on my thing um, okay. is on piggybacking off of what Cone was talking about with uh, Dagnault and his his lineups. Um, I've also enjoyed because we've had situations with previous coaches where uh, they keep players in there too long and it ends up, losing us the game like Dagnaught has over the span of these first seven games if you're not performing I'm taking you out you know we've seen that with Baisley we've seen that with Poku we've seen that with Trey Mann from time to time um if you're not performing I'm taking you out um and even you know heading into like half times like he'll change the starting lineup you know coming into the halftime without injuries you know not due to injuries um and so I have Totally like that. You know, this is something that if you're going to be playing a, a style of basketball where everybody on the floor is going to be able to create, everybody on the floor is going to be able to, you know, rebound and go, um, you can do that. You can, you know, you can substitute in and substitute out and, and you know, maybe the, the, the lineups change, but the, the consistency is there. Uh, but my point, and kind of, again, piggybacking off of Cone and piggybacking off of what you guys were talking about as far as starting – you know, a, a starting lineup of less than six foot nine and stuff like that. Um, our rebounding, our rebounding mm. has been completely great. Like I, I thought that that was going to be, um, you know, especially when Chet got hurt. If, if Chet was still playing out, I would totally expect us to be in the top half of rebounding. Um, but when Chet went out and we didn't keep Derek Favors, and so you know, we knew that our front line was going to be a little bit thin, a little bit short. Um, I thought that the rebounding was going to suffer immensely. Um, and it has been the opposite. Like, you know, 
you have gang rebounding now. You have our guards rebounding. You have, you know, you have Jalen Williams out there. You have, you know, you just have a team-centric focus on rebounding and getting the ball. Do we get out-rebounded sometimes? Yes, we do. You know, tonight, prime example, I believe the last two two to three games we've gotten out-rebounded, but not by a lot. Um, and then that first Clippers game, I think we out-rebounded the Clippers like 69 to 50 and like 21 to 10 on the offensive end. So, I mean, that's where you probably get your, you know, you, you break away a little bit from the pack. Um, but again, you know, when you when you talk about defense, rebounding is a part of defense, you know, mm-hmm. getting that ball back and, you know, pushing it to the other end. Um, and so that's going to be, that's that's been kind of my biggest surprise this season is we're a darn good, you know, rebounding team. And we haven't been a good rebounding team since the days of, you know, Steven Adams and Ennis Cantor and all them. And it's surprising that this team is the one that is has been so good on, on that end. Will that continue? I don't know. I don't know if they can sustain that. Um, but if this is a, a team-wide effort, you know, possibly. And if that happens, their defense stays pretty good. It'll stay static. So, you know, that's that's my big takeaway from, from the sport game win streak. <laughs> yeah, and as you was talking, you know, I, I went and looked at our rebounding stats. We're actually sixth in the NBA yeah, right I now. Saw that too. Yeah. So and seventh, seventh in offensive rebounding. Yeah, so that's impressive. Offensive rebounding is all effort. And yeah, you know, I mean we we we've seen it tonight. And you know, talking about gang rebounding, you know, we haven't even talked about like <clears throat> closing the game tonight. Uh they've not went with Trey Mann over Josh Giddy. And <clears throat> you know, the the advantage to that is, you know, shooting on the floor, obviously. And, you know, obviously Trey's been healthy. Giddy's getting over an injury a little bit. But in what you're giving up on that is legitimate height and rebounding. Like Josh Giddy's one of the best rebounders on the team. But I remember specifically, like Trey Mann, like late in the game, exploded at the glass to secure a defensive rebound uh, down, down the stretch. Um, and, you know, I mean, gave right to Shea, and then Shea did what he did and, you know, clutched up the game. But, like, it's that gang rebounding, man, because, you know, JRE, as, you know, not as short as he is. He's he's still huge compared to us, but, you know, as short as he is compared to the rest of the NBA, Poku, as frail as he is compared to the NBA, like, just all these guys getting in position and, like, putting the effort towards getting, uh, you know, towards attacking the glasses is definitely uh definitely a huge step in that direction. So yeah, I love it, man. I love it. All right. <clears throat> Alex got a piece out. So take it easy, Alex. Have a good night, brother. Um, we're gonna we're gonna close out this podcast uh with a small discussion and then we're gonna do predictions for the week. And uh, so basically, guys, this team is four and three now. We're over five hundred. Um, obviously, whenever Chet went down, the expectations were that the Thunder rigged this. Like they were they were doing this intentionally so they could tank for Victor Wimbanyama. Uh and that's that's you know, Presti needs to be fine for this. You know, Presti must be stopped. He can't keep going away with this, all that stuff. Now this team is on a four game win streak against some of the like better teams in the league. And you know, we do have some tests coming up against the different Nuggets, Milwaukee Bucks. Like, we still have a very tough schedule to round out, like, this last 20 games. And, like, you know, 20 is a pretty good sample size for what you're, you know, kind of what you have with the team. So it might still be early for this conversation. But in the battle between tanking and pushing for the play-in, today, after 
We defeated the Orlando Magic in another comeback victory. Connor, I'm going to you first, man. Where do you stand? Um, real quick, I just want to say something I remembered. Uh, when we did predictions last podcast I was on, I called Shea winning player of the week, and I just remembered that. Um, so I want my, we, we got to pull it up. We got to clip it. We got to I want my flowers on that because we were talking about, you know, well, first of all, I said we were only going to get like one or two wins. So I didn't call that part correctly, but I said Shea was going to keep playing like this and win player of the week. So I would like my flowers on that. It's okay. One. I'll, I'll uh, chop it up for you. We'll make you a graphic. We'll make a graphic. Cone yeah, I want like a, I just want like a small, I'm gonna put like a small trophy like back here in the background or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh wait, do we have a YouTube? Can we just edit it, edit it in? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We can just we can throw in like a little trophy like right, right. there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right there. right there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think we're a playing team. I don't like. I've reached the point where I thought with Chet we would have a shot, but at this point with the way Shea's playing, you know, the Kings look terrible, the Lakers look terrible. Maybe either of those teams make a move and figure things out, but mm-hmm. um, and you know, there still is plenty of time. Like there's, we were seven games into this into the season. Yeah. Um, you know, the Spurs and Jazz are both pretty good, so those are two teams that you know maybe they could end up being better than us. But I still believe the Spurs are going to come back down to earth a little bit. They don't really have a player of like Shea's caliber. It, there's also reports that like Jakob Pertl is available for trade. I just don't see either of those teams, you know, it's going to be like their first year of the rebuild. I think they both come back down to earth and trade off some of those pieces. Like Clarkson will be gone. Mike Conley could be gone. I just, I'm starting to think we're a playing team, you know, maybe we're the 10 seed, but mm-hmm. with the way Shea's playing, the way the defense is operating, um, I'm not saying we're going to like make the playoffs or anything, but it's starting to feel a lot more realistic that we are sitting at that 10 spot at the end of the season. And I think this upcoming stretch, we'll say a lot about it because like you said, we've got a lot of tests. We have the Nuggets and Bucks back to back. Then the Pistons, then the Bucks, then the Raptors, Bucks then the again, Knicks, yeah. then the Celtics, Wizards, Grizzlies. There's a lot of really good teams in there. So yeah, we're going to have good, to see. Yeah. This is going to be the stretch that determines, I think, following these next like i don't know like six eight games or whatever however many i read off there following that stretch i feel like we will know whether or not this is a playing team or if it's you know just kind of another year where we're going to end up in the lottery more competitive though uh but i think we're going to end up there i think at this point we're going to make the plan and i'm perfectly fine with that because at this point with the way shay's playing i don't think there is a way to you know, you see like the Rockets out there and they've got some like interesting young talent, but they don't have a player like Shea at the moment who, Mm-mm. you know, Jalen Green could maybe be that right. guy someday, but he's not there yet. Uh, the Magic, they, they don't have a player of his caliber. He's just too good to tank. I like it. I like it. Well, we got to clip that. that. That was amazing. That was one take cone. Uh, all right, Tyranny, how are you feeling about this, man? Uh, before, before I talk about it, I just realized... Uh, when I when we were talking about the trophy thing, I mentioned YouTube. I was leaning back, and I noticed right like all behind me is just like a mountain of unfolded laundry that <laughs> everyone will see if this goes on video. Which oh I don't care gosh. if you guys see, but if it's on YouTube now, I'm like very self conscious. So I apologize. <laughs> uh, but no, the I'm doing a full 180 on what Cone's take is. Uh, I I still think they are not a playoff team and i still think they'll be not as heavily in the lottery but like kind of in the lottery this year Mm -hmm. and there's a couple reasons one 
like Cone said, I looked at the schedule. It looks terrifying. Things are going to be really rough. Two, I said they were going to stink. So this is sort of like a reverse jinx that I'm tr- trying to keep up. So if I keep saying they stink, they might just be good. So I'm like yes. trying to play that role. I like it. Uh, and then I forgot the third role. So there's only two. <laughs> uh, so those are, the, those are the two that I'm going with. Um, so I'm just going to go with it. I think we're going to have a bad week. Which is a little bit of a... So I'll just get it out of the way. My week preview. Uh, I think... Oh, so we've got four games, right? We have Bucks, or we have Nuggets, Bucks, Pistons, Bucks. I'm going to go um, 0 and 4. I'm going to say we lose all those games, including the Pistons. K is going to have a great game. And uh, we're going to be looking back next week when I, oh, next week for me when I'm back on. And we're going to see a different trajectory than we do right now because we're feeling high, high and awesome, these four wins. Um, but I think we're going to follow it up with four losses. They're due. So. Man, come sometime. the down of a four-game losing streak after a four-game winning streak is gonna roller coaster would, would be not fun. So, roller um, coaster. it it I'm kind of going to switch one on my take here. So, um, before the season, before Chet got hurt, I said that I think we can have our cake and eat it too. I think there's a chance that we could be in the play-in and also be in the lottery because there's that sweet spot where you can be in the play-in and still be like, you know, that like 12, 13, 14 range of lottery. So that's kind of where I was saying we would be before Chet got hurt. When Chet got hurt, me, you know, much like everybody else thought, we was firmly in the tank race. Now that we're seeing this team, and it's not just Shea the way he's playing, um, you know, Dort and the way he's been playing defense, our rookie stepping up, like Santa's putting in some really good minutes. Usman Jang is putting in some great minutes when he gets out there. Shout out Jang Gang. Um, and you know, everybody's contributing, and you know, it goes back to that identity that Cohen talked about that Dagnault has set up with this team on defense, rebounding, like Alex had talked about. And in terms of offensive identity, like <clears throat> all these guys can do something with the ball in their hands. Like once with the exception of Darius Baisley, when the ball gets in your hand, you make a quick decision. You drive, you shoot, or you pass it. Um, and, you know, that goes towards the identity that, you know, Mark Dagnall has set up for this team. And, you know, if he can – if we can keep up playing like this, you know, I'm, I'm not saying Shea has to play at this level for the rest of the year or anything like that, but I, I'm honest, I, I wouldn't be shocked to season the play-in I won't be shocked to see us in the playoffs if Shea really like steps up like this. But when I say I'm going Switzerland, like I just don't care, man. Like this team could be finished 30. This team could finish number one in the league. As long as my guy Shea Gildas Alexander is playing on the basketball court. And as long as like this team is healthy and they're improving and they're developing and they're growing and they're learning. I don't care where we finish. I don't care where we pick in the draft. Like we have the bones of our roster. Like we have the core of our roster. We're going to add a piece next year in the draft, but guess what? We're, we're guaranteed to add Chet Holmgren next year. Um, So, you know, I don't care what happens. I just, I'm along for the ride. I'm here, you know, whatever it is. Like if it's, if we enter the tank wars and, you know, we go all in in the off season towards the draft. And like, we, we just go all in on draft coverage again. I'm there for it. If we're making a legitimate play in push and like talking about, 
you know, jockeying for positioning in the standings, you know, after the all-star break. And like, we get to talk like postseason basketball on a thunder podcast again. I'm here for it as well, but yeah, I don't care, man. I'm just, I'm having a great time. I'm like, this, this is a great time to be a thunder fan because, you know, uh, Presty talks about in his press conference about, you know, burning your expectations because everybody thinks we're going to be tanking. I don't necessarily think that even if, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, if Shea was to get hurt or something like that, like, yeah, we would probably bottom out. But I, I don't think even if some of these other teams step up, we're going to be like tanking, tanking. Like, I think we'll kind of be in like that middle of the pack tank, you know, if we, we do end up in that spot. But Presti also talks about how we're on this quest to reach the next mountain. Like we climbed this mountain with the Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden team. And, you know, we've kind of been descending and descending and we're trying to start the next climb of this mountain. And we're there, guys. Like, we're there. We're starting that climb. Like, it's, you know, we, we thought starting next year, it's starting this year. And, you know, habits are being formed. Um, tendencies are being laid out. And I, I'm excited for what I'm seeing on the court. And I, I'm just, I just want to enjoy the ride. So, I'm Switzerland, boys. I'm Switzerland. There you go. Yeah, it's... If, if, you know, if we make the playoffs, that's amazing. If we get Vicky Wimbayama, that's cool, too. We get any of these guys. That's one of the most mm-hmm. fun things I feel like about what's happening so far. Like, I'm, like, so invested in this team. Like, I want to see them succeed because I know the guys want to succeed. I know, yeah. you know, Shay oh, like, always says in his interviews, like, you know, we all like to win here. They want to be competitive. And it was cool before the season he said – we're going to be more competitive than people give it. Or he said, I don't think we're going to be bad for much longer because he, mm-hmm. he was talking about how people are always like, Oh, like, like free Shay stuff like that. Um, and I mean, we're not bad. We're a pretty solid team so far. So um, it's just cool to say, you know, it would, I still, you know, always picture Victor Wimbanyama a Thunder Jersey, but it's okay. It'll be fun to see Chet block him on whatever team he ends up on in the finals in a few years uh, to win the game. So it'll be cool. Yes. It'll be awesome to see Chet win Rookie of the Year over over Wimby next year, anyway. So yeah, it would it would have caused too much drama with them on the same team, both of going. <laughs> the only for reason, of the, year the only reason, the only reason Chet will win Rookie of the Year over Victor Wembanyama is because we will have Victor Wembanyama, <laughs> and they both can't win Rookie of the Year on the same team, yeah, right, his name, guys? His name says Maddie Double Dribble. Maddie Double Down on his tape. So. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, Tierney already said that we're going 0-4 in our next four games. So four, yep. Nuggets, the Bucks, the Pistons, the Bucks. Um, I'm tempted to go switch one again, just say two and two, but uh, I, I want to ride the wave, man. <laughs> I want to ride the wave. I'm gonna say three and one. I'm gonna say we'll go three and one in the stretch. Come on, about you? I'll be switching. Who, hey, who's the um, one? Wait, who's the one lost, Dylan? Who's the yeah. one lost? Uh, we yeah. lose to Milwaukee once. I, okay. I think they're too good Makes not sense. to lose to once, if not twice. But okay. you know, I'm optimistic. Yeah, like, uh, I was going to go two and two anyways. Yeah, so it works out. Um, I think we end up beating the Pistons, and I think we, mm-hmm. I think we probably, you know, maybe we beat the Nuggets. I think that's a definitely an easier game. We got thinking about Giannis trying to guard him with him right now is poor Poku, very, dude. Yeah, poor Poku. <laughs> it's good. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say two and two. We beat the Pistons and we win either one of those Bucks games or beat the Nuggets. See, I mean, Hey, tonight's opened my eyes. Like we've been doing it wrong. We've been trying to throw Basley on Giannis, Poku on Giannis. Like we got to put Dort on there. Put Dort on Giannis. Just just commit to it. (laughs) 
if we had to guard Shaq, we'd put Dort on him. You know, there's yes. The Dortcher Chamber doesn't matter what height you are. Anybody. It can doesn't buy. have a height requirement. It nope, does not. None. <laughs> no, honestly, Chestnut Checkers. Who's my Jang's gonna lock you on us up? That's all I got. There say. we go. Jang Welcome gang, to Jang Gang. Yes, sir. Gang boys. Yes, sir. All right, boys. That's uh, that's all we got for the day. I, I mean, we covered a lot. Obviously, like this Thunder team is very fun. Four game win streak is very fun. Um, Tyranny giving us a little bit of perspective. You know, the road is going to be tough, but uh, I'm optimistic in what I've seen uh, from the guys and the team. And I, I mean, either way, man, I'm just I'm ready to enjoy the ride. So, with that being said, on behalf of myself, Tyranny, Cone, and Alex, hope you guys have a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, thunder, thunder up, up, baby. Thunder up. That was a little aggressive on my end. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.